1: Wherever you might be, this is the build-up to the big game tonight, with a twist. It is the picks. We're building up to the pies and the Lions live from Marvel Stadium, AFL Nation, about an hour away. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Nickdale, Santo. But before all of that, hello,
0: hello, Kingy. Hey, good to see you. I haven't yeah. seen you for a little while, Cam. It's been too long. I've been listening to you. You've done yeah. some good work today. Did you make some money for the troops H- today?
1: Had a nice day on SEN track. Myself and Sam Highland uh, were able to find a couple. What you turn I was it on fire. <laughs> What'd what you turn it into? <laughs> a- turns it in enough. <laughs> turns it into enough to really be able to lay a little bit down this weekend. That's all I want to do, keep the head above water. But i, I got to... I- I've got to start with something, Kingy. Yeah, go. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I was, and I'm not certain on your exact thoughts, but I wasn't huge on the sub being brought in outside of concussion. Mm. Okay? So concussion sub I've got no dramas with, injury. You know, it's a game of attrition. I I sort of like to maybe have left that away. When Sam Edmund calls me this morning. And says, hey, mate, can you sub in tonight, medical sub style? And I said, oh, mate, are you okay? Have you hit your head? What's going on? he's like, oh, I've strained a calf. (laughs) I said, no. So in the end, he has essentially called me up because he strained a calf. Not, not, nothing serious. So he'll be back next week on the picks. But for him to call up and I think uh, open to perception is the, uh, the medical sub in the AFL. And the same thing can be said right here at SEN. Well,
0: he's a pretty fit guy. Normally. Yeah. He yeah. rides everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, that's a shame. I thought he was just hiding because, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to well, get hold of him. Just, I'm not trying to beat him by much. I'm trying I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep this competition mm-hmm. close between him and I. Mm-hmm. And I've just noticed starting to get to him. <laughs> starting to eat away at him.
1: All right, before we get into it, before we get into it, do we do have to hit rewind because I am interested on leaderboard yeah. is everything. And as you touch on, you don't need to win by 1 Or a hundred, you just have to get the win. Doesn't matter what the number is. So let's go back because last week Hawthorne and Richmond. Because this is a lead up with a twist. This is how
0: hard it is with the line. All right, have a little listen to
1: this. This is what you said last week about the clash of the G on Sunday. I'll I'll go. I'll go Richmond just on sheer faith, blind faith. This is probably
0: the one I agonised over the most. I I hate tipping big margins. I like the Hawks to get within the five. So we disagree. Good. Good. Get it sounds in the spreadsheet like a, that I sounds mistrust. Like
1: an error. I love it. <laughs> All right. So that is what? There was a little bit of trepidation. <laughs> Sam said, hey, they'll cover the line. I, yeah. I like the Hawks who were good in that winning round yeah. one to be able yeah. to cover the line against the Tigers. This is how it sounded. And if you don't remember, Kingy, on the final kick of the game. He said is
0: the footy is a couple queuing up. One of them's Brockman. we will uh, line up. Kick the one, make it two on the siren. There you go, Pickers.
1: He kicks one on the siren, but it's a win to the Tigers, to the tune of 29 points. And this is what the picks is all about. <laughs> you don't know how
0: disappointing when you when you bet on the line. That is gut wrenching. <laughs> like, most commentators just call it, "Oh, yep," and it's a goal, mm-hmm. but it is everything. That is the ultimate bad
1: beat after the siren. It's fair to say, too, that the intensity had gone out of the MCG by that point, and not just on the field, because Brett Phillips (laughs) (laughs) and the boys didn't exactly call that home with any gusto.
0: BP's got to think of us. (laughs) Yes.
1: That may have had a wager Mm. on
0: the line, and you just get rolled by that.
1: So uh, I don't know if BP thought about it, or Picks, or whoever else was in the commentary box at the time, but I can tell you this right now. Sammy Edmund has been thinking about it all week. Sammy? And with the sore calf, he even had the courage to send this in. Now, David, my mind is taken back to the classic film, David and Goliath. Well, consider this a real-life sequel. For all your
0: talk last week,
1: and gee, there was a lot of it, we split the round 4-4, although I did chuckle when the Hawks covered the line with that Tyler Brockman goal on the siren. The best part is you were on
0: commentary duties. I know you thought of it. Such is my confidence I've taken a week off. Have a good show. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, well, he can can have the week off. No worry. You going to do his tips for him?
1: I'm going to do his tips for him. He
0: hasn't mailed them in?
1: No, he hasn't, so I'm going to do it for him. So if you get to uh, the end of the season and things turn a little uh, in a real close battle and you knock him by one or two, first beard is on you.
0: Uh, Do you agree that this – so normal footy tips. Mm -hmm. So Herald Sun footy tipping comp, I'm on, I think, 14. Yes, in this, I'm on ten. This this is the hardest form of tipping, uh, no doubt. To make every game fifty fifty,
1: because what happened late? I think that game on Sunday is a perfect example. Because it was over. Richmond had the win. They had the four points. They had to tuck it away in their socks. There wasn't a great deal of intensity. Most of the forty one thousand in the joint had lost. A great deal of passion for the contest, just PP. waiting for the song. Yes, PP and led that charge, down. and the very fact is, you can and get him sacked if you keep playing well, that sort of stuff. Kingy, <laughs> legitimately, PP's on life support <laughs> out the back.
0: Wait. She said, was that me? <laughs> How did I sound like that?
1: When you're ten goals up and you're worried more about next week, and you've had a couple of flags in the back pocket, you know what the last couple of minutes are like. Yeah, just kicking it around. If you if, if if a goal goes the other way, it goes the other way. That's what, and that's the difference between traditional footy tipping. And the picks. Hey, still my head in.
0: Still my head in. Having to keep it. Mate, because yeah. I, want I, I want to do you slowly. That's how I want to do That's how I want to do, Sam. So it's 10-9 now is the, is the head-to-head. So I'm go. only leading by one. So uh-huh. He's still in front of us. As Paul Keating said, I want to do him slowly.
1: <laughs> All right. We're going to get plenty into tonight because there's a huge round of footy. It, le- it Well, it leads the round off in about an hour's time. Marvel Stadium, AFL Nation, Jared Whateley, Dwayne Russell and Nick Del Santo. But before we get to that... A little bit of news getting around. Chris Scott, $10,000 fine suspended for his behaviour at quarter time last week in his clash against the Lions. I heard you speak earlier in the week on Whaley. Your thoughts on the Chris Scott suspended sentence?
0: If you're going to give a suspended sentence, it has to be significant. Mm-hmm. Is 10000 significant enough? I mean, if you do it again, like the only time it hits you is when yeah. you've done it again. So if it's... I don't know whether it should be a game. I don't know whether it should be 25000 I don't know. I don't know. Suspended, fine. I think it's about right. Hey, listen, we don't like what you're doing. No more. I think that's okay.
1: In particular, if it's sending a message, I did hear you say towards the lower league, it's sending a message to make sure that this doesn't get out of control of the AFL level more so than the AFL being... 100% 100% against it, I think, if that makes sense. They don't look at that in isolation and say, that's the worst thing that could have happened. They look at it as the role model and responsibility of which AFL players and coaches have.
0: What happened if big Oscar McInerney walks over and puts one on Chris Scott's beak? But I just don't think that would happen. But Okay, so, what happened, yeah. so at, lo, at local level, but, that, is, that is a bonfire waiting yeah, to start. Yeah, but
1: I, I think that we're not giving local level f- football enough of a... Uh-huh. When was the last game? No, 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 no. No, I know, no, I have, I have, have. You seen anything at, on the quarter time siren. Yeah, there's plenty of talk, and and then, and then it, it flares. But, but we can't, we can't just solely put that at the at the feet of AFL players and coaches. Like Chris Scott's, the he's an emotional, passionate guy. He played that way, he coaches that way, and I understand but there is a, stuff that that's happens. By the
0: by, that doesn't matter. You, you can't, but, you can't, you can't have this on show mm-hmm. for local level. You can't. It's it's. It's a violent It's a violent altercation waiting to happen.
1: But I will say, and I don't disagree wholeheartedly with you, my point is that I think that if a coach of a lower-level team is doing that a quarter time, he was probably going to, or she was probably going to do it regardless. Like, I don't think they're doing it because they're Chris. Like, if you are an adult, you're a 40-year-old person coaching a local footy team, I don't think you all of a sudden wake up last Saturday morning and say, well, Chris Scott did it, so I might, I might do that in round one.
0: no. Nah. Hundred percent, and I don't think Chris Scott woke up mm-hmm. on that, that morning last Friday morning thinking he was going to do that mm. either. That's but true. these things happen; they do. They they just spark. Mm-hmm. So you can just say, "Oh no, that's part of the game," and move on. And then when it happens again, say, "Oh, maybe we should maybe we should have done something with that last time."
1: The, the interesting thing is that they he's been in a couple of situations like this in the past. Yeah, it's so been about three or four. So the suspended sentence it's been raised, and he had to give a please explain because he has done it before. Yet he's given been given a suspended sentence. Like it's his first offence, so you're having a bet each way. I am a little. I, I didn't hate it. I, I get what you're coming from, but I think we need to give yeah. more credit to, lo, to, to lower leagues. So with the picks, right? Mm. You have to be on one side yeah. or the other. You can't yeah. hedge your well, bets. So there is no draw. Well, I, I wouldn't have. If I'm the AFL, I get wouldn't have given him. I, I wouldn't have given him a suspended fine because what I, I think suspended fines are an absolute waste of time. Yeah. When the guy, and I have no idea what he's on, but I'm going to say well, say he's on five hundred thousand. I could be well off. So, say nine hundred. All right. So he's on. He's been given a suspended $10,000 fine that even if he was fined $10,000, while it's still $10,000, wouldn't have done uh, a great deal. I, everyone – Either fine him or don't find him if the AFL I didn't are dead against it.
0: I didn't mind. I like this I like mm-hmm. this little temper text here. Two mm-hmm. shows in and Sam's already taking leave, yep. emulating the Robbo role on <laughs> AFL 360. He's I think that's accurate.
1: He... I might call him Robbo for <laughs> the rest of the year. Is Robbo all right? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine? Yeah. Okay. He's back on the show? Yeah. I haven't caught the yeah, last couple of nights. Well, well, yeah, the great week, Robert. Okay, great week. hey, uh, buddy, buddy, Frank. I'll send you the replays. You can watch. Them. <laughs> it makes it makes his uh, return last week after eighteen months off. They get the win there too, and zip. The excitement's growing. Yep. but he's been rested for the MCG clash against the Tigers. Surprised?
0: Not really. Mm-hmm. You you're surprised? Not, not really. No, I, you've just got to get him through the year. You've just got mm-hmm. to get him through, and the way they're playing, it maybe you have got to start thinking about finals. Yep. I know it sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. this, this far out, but he's. You know, he's, he's had a checkered couple of weeks with the, the, the new arrival. Mm-hmm. So he probably hasn't maximised sleep and all those sorts of things. Maybe his wife needs a bit of support. So I, I just think it's a good decision all around from a football club looking after the family.
1: Disappointing because I think the entire football fraternity loves seeing Buddy back out there last <laughs> year and going bang straight off the top two. And this Sydney team's exciting us. Yeah. They, they've been playing. They've been able to get games into their kids the last three or four seasons. And now we're starting to see a little more of... of You know, I guess it all come to fruition as they head towards being a team that get the ultimate challenge this weekend. I like this one from Dom. Mm -hmm. Played
0: at local level for over 300 games and wanted to drop a coach, my own coach. (laughs) Multiple times oh. at the quarter-time address. Oh.
1: That's not bad. Oh, that isn't bad at all. Yeah, and, of fair. course, more excitement. We're talking local footy. It's, it's coming back. I think there's games on this weekend. There's some good Friday local footy tomorrow. So if you are having a kick, let us know on the temper text. 0499. Uh, what is it? No, 043981116. Nearly gave the SEN track one yes. out. All right, let's get into it. You let's ready? Yeah. Marvel tonight. Collingwood and Brisbane, of course, a change-up. Uh, A simple switch. I think the AFL got a little bit lucky and you always need luck on your side. But with these two teams meeting later in the year, very late in the year, they could just switch it up and be able to ride through what's happened in Brisbane in the last couple of days. 9th v 14th, of course, Brisbane 0-2. The Pies bounced back last week. Make sure you hit the 40 winks as well. Save up to 50% on a 40 winks back care range. A line, 6.5. 6.5. So Collingwood minus 6.5. Minus 6.5 for the Pies.
0: Oh, well, t- both teams played really good football last weekend. I mean, Collingwood Collingwood were fantastic. You know, Lee, Montagna showed on 360 during the week. They wanted to go forward. They wanted to go quick. They wanted to take the game on. They played against a Blues team that allows some luxuries. They do allow you to take some space, take some ground, and score with some freedom. I just, I just worry that that game versus what Brisbane did down at the Cattery mm. in an absolute arm wrestle all night, fight back to – the last moment or two of, of the game probably deserved to win. If Brisbane had have beaten Geelong, their favourites tonight, of course they are. So one umpiring decision changes the, the the whole perception of this game, no doubt. So I think Brisbane are in great shape. Mm-hmm. I think okay, they're down a couple of players uh, through injury at the moment. So to the so to the so to everyone. So forget that. I I like the way Brisbane played last week. I, I like uh, the fact that. There's exposed form now against tagging Lockie Neal, an O'Connor-style run with player. What will Nathan Buckley do tonight? Will he go with that? Or will he stick with what he's always gone with, and that's Pendlebury tagging at stoppage, and then they just play, which he does against Cripps, and he does from time to time, Nathan. Um, but it's going to be a cracking game. Yeah. Cracking. I mean, six-and-a-half-point line... I'm leaning towards the plus six and a half mm-hmm. just because I think it's going to be an arm wrestle all night.
1: Look, the thing with Brisbane, you are right. They'll be, they should have been one-on-one. You can cover it either way you want. And everyone can say, well, they had their opportunities and Chris Fagan answered it all correctly. Everything happens in a game leads to a certain situation. And the fact is that Brisbane earned themselves a shot at goal in mm-hmm. the dying seconds yeah. to beat Geelong, something they haven't been able to do for two decades. Now, it's happened that they have it. They should – They win their favourites tonight, and I just don't – I just cannot see a Brisbane team, and they're well-hyped, and they were great last year. I just can't see them being 0-3. and I I just can't. And and if they go 0-3, and then the whole vibe of the season changes dramatically after 12 – what is that, 12 quarters of football?
0: Not if you – well, okay, you're Mm 0-3, there's there's alarm bells ringing. But not if you're – Sort of playing reasonable, good football. Like yeah. if they if they get beaten in another thriller yeah. tonight, do you say ah well they're gone, or do you say they're playing quality opposition at the wrong
1: times and just falling short? Uh, okay, do yeah. you think Sydney can make the eight today? Yeah, yeah, because they've lost in their first three games. I still think
0: Brisbane could make the eight if they're zero well, and
1: three. And I agree as well. I think Brisbane can still work their way into it. But if they lose tonight, they're going to lose to two teams in Collingwood and Sydney, who are on the cusp. Of of making the yeah. eight and Geelong team down at Geelong, did, uh, I yeah. think a lot of people believe should be or will be top four. So, so I, one
0: team from thirty five teams, mm-hmm. one of thirty five mm-hmm. in the last ten years has started zero mm-hmm. three and made the finals. Mm. It was Sydney who started zero six. Yeah, so you, you know you're a long way back. I I get yeah. all of that, but they're a bloody good team. They
1: are. Well, I'm,
0: I'm taking them plus the six and a half. So am we're, I.
1: Oh, you're on the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think they're just too good of a team to win. That's hurt to lose tonight and I think they'll win comfortably.
0: So Lockie Neal had three touches at halftime. But yeah. that, that's all the focus
1: tonight. Mm. All right. They'll go someone will go to him. I know it's traditionally how they don't play that way. I don't reckon someone will. I reckon really? No, nah, I
0: don't I don't think I think they'll have Pendlebury on him at stoppage and then he'll he'll play.
1: Well we'll get to half time and we will have twenty eight touches and uh Waitley Hudson and the crew Ooh. will be talking all about how they didn't go anywhere near him. All right. That's Tomorrow it. night, good Friday footy, North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs to line Minus 44 and a half of well, the dogs that play it? up. What is it seriously? Oh, that is the Come line. On. Seven and a half goals. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. What do you make of your Seven former crew goals. taking on the dogs who are two and zip? Oh,
0: that's a huge line. Uh, look, they're getting a lot of feedback at the moment, the Kangas, mm-hmm. and and you know for their on-field stuff, and that that's right, that's correct. Absorb it, wear it. That's that's their lot at the moment. I actually thought their kids were pretty good last week. I actually thought some of them played some good footy. I'm really enjoying Davies Uniaki, what he's doing. Simpkins fronted up again this year after a, a fantastic 2020. Lazaro did some things. Tarrant Thomas did some things, mm-hmm. played with some urgency. He missed a couple of opportunities in front of He, he left a four-goal game out there, Tarrant Thomas. Yeah. So it all depends what you're looking for. What What are you trying to see? I'm just trying to see improvement. Can they get within seven and a half goals? That's That's the challenge. I mean, it's what, two goals a quarter mm-hmm. is what they're saying. The Dogs handball game is blistering. It is hard to keep up with. 200 handballs, roughly a game, which is 50 more than the AFL average. And and it's just so damaging. So I, I don't know which way to go. I'm, I'm really wavering on this one. I want to support the kangaroos. Mate, Mate,
1: you just told me five minutes I ago. I can't to, be half in, mate. you got to tell so me. What are you doing here?
0: I take the Kangas plus the 40. What did you give me? Forty. 40,
1: 44 and a half. 44 and a half. That's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm taking the dogs. You're taking the dogs. I yep. thought you'd do that. Yeah, and I I, I I, not disagreeing with what you're saying about North. And I see today they've come out and they said we're going to use this whole. I think it was John O'Brien on Monday on the couch saying. Did they say that? I think it was John O'Brien. And my apologies. No, if it was John It, it. it yeah. was John yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen Jack Zebel today saying we're going to use that as motivation oh. to prove we deserve marquee matchups. Oh, I didn't
0: answer that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What's oh, What's that? I have no idea what that is. That is A-Rod out the Seth, Seth Brownie. back. <laughs> Brownie. It did
0: sound like him. That's harsh. That might have been <laughs> off there when they did the uh, on the source instead it of on the couch. Might have been. Yeah. Hey, See,
1: that's harsh. Hey, don't forget, during the North Melbourne Bulldogs game tomorrow, Good Friday, uh, McDonald's are going to donate 1500 per goal to the Good Friday Appeal. Details yeah. and donations can be made at uh, www.goodfridayappeal.com.au. There,
0: there is no way A-Rod would play that if Brownie was in the building. Oh, no way. No no. Way at all.
1: Look, how, look how scared he is. Have We mentioned who it was. Nervous pressing the button. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. We're working our way through it. The footy preview with a twist. The Temper Text Machine is open. Temper, a mattress like no other. Get involved. 043398 1116. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Nick Del Santo. About 45 minutes away, Marvel Stadium tonight. The Pies and. The Lions. Now, just quickly before we get to the uh, next Good Friday game, the uh, Crows and the Suns. Final team news for tomorrow for North Melbourne. Cunnington in announced earlier in the week, which is good news. Will Phillips, I see that video today, going to debut the high draft pick. Core is out injured. Bonner's out injured. Tyson's been omitted for the Roos. And for the Dogs, Easton Wood comes in. Lipinski is out. And Wallace omitted as well for wow. the Dogs.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Well, Mitch... Won the goal kicking mm-hmm. convincingly last year. That That's a big out, isn't it? I mean, Easternwood's a huge in. There's no doubt about that. But I'm surprised. I mean, forward of centre, they've always had their problems, had their issues, yeah. the dogs, forward of centre. And Mitch has been – well, it's, it's probably lost his spot as a target, hasn't mm. he? Because they're, they're going with the extra ruckman resting down there in English more often than not. Martin spends a bit of time there. And, then, of course, they've got Norton and Bruce. So – Maybe he's not getting the targeted uh, opportunities inside 50 that he did last season.
1: And that's the thing too. You, you were, I think that's the, the main – for the dogs, everyone talks about their defenders. Their midfield, we know how deep they are. They're inside 50. They've got to be able to unlock enough goals over the course of the year to to have a real crack at a premiership. It's always been the concern. and might be just trying to find the right balance. But Mitch Wallace is out Easternwood in for his first game. All right, let's get back to the trick uh, – what do we call the The pixie. Pixie. The tricks. Pixie. Uh, line – Minus one and a half for Gold Coast, all thanks to play up. Tomorrow night, final team changes. Luke Brown's in. Jay Kelly is back in, which is good news. Murray and Jones both omitted. Mackay is injured. Harbrow, Burgess in. Day with a knee. Mm. Uh, a couple of other guys out, uh, Buderick and Holman Buteric's as well. Buderick's out for the year as yeah, well. Yeah, out so for the year. Bad. So that's going to be shoot. What bad. do
0: you like? Bad knee injury. It's a real shame because he's he's going to be a star, but So hopefully that doesn't knock him around too much. I mean, last week they were fantastic against the Kangaroos, mm-hmm. the Suns. Isaac Rankin kicked the three goals too. He could have kicked he could have kicked a hell of a lot more. Yeah. He looked he looked everywhere. Anderson had the had the big day. Thirty five disposals. Got a lot of a lot of conversation. Lukosius was brilliant. Um, I like how they're going the the Gold Coast. I mm-hmm. really do. I think that their their talent is really stepping up. Just these injuries now starting to creep in is worrying me a fraction. Uh, the, the Crows, on the other hand, they, they're, they're an interesting watch, the Crows. Uh, I thought against Sydney, you know, if it wasn't for Tex, Tex was so good, six goals, three he kicked. They still only finished with 11 goals. Mm. I know they missed a lot of opportunities in front of goals, and you can say, oh, if we had done this, if we had done that. McCadam and Tex kicked 10 between them. So they're fantastic form, both of them going beautifully i was just disappointed that they couldn't run the Swans a lot closer than than what it was in the end. I think it was a five or six goal victory to Sydney in the end. Uh, We're all raving about Sydney. I was probably a fraction disappointed in the Crows' output last week. Um, Like Nixie as a coach and what he's doing with the ball movement, but I'm going to go with Gold Coast. I'm going to go with Gold Coast giving up a line of one and a half.
1: I'm going to go on behalf of Sam for the Crows. And I don't disagree with anything he was almost said there, but I also think the injuries, just with the Gold Coast, their game, I think we'll look back on their round one loss to West Coast and say, you know what, this is a pretty good effort. I think West Coast are going to be a good team, and we know how good they are at, at, at over there at Optus. Uh, I think that injuries for a young team, and normally they're up and about earlier in the year, and I, I've noticed a little bit of a different change this year. I'm not sure if the Steward, Jew and the coaching staff have held some of them back in the offseason because they come out normally come flying out of the gates, and their best footy, if you look at the last three or four years, was predominantly played in the first month, first six weeks. Now, it just looks slightly different. They were pretty good last week against North Melbourne, but injuries, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Crows. Taking the Crows. So take that, the Crows. It is a, a genuine 50-50, isn't it, that one? It, it is. I, I'm actually a little surprised we got a line. Yeah, that one. Yeah. All right, let's get to Richmond and Sydney. You know, Buddy, as we spoke about, he's been rested after his uh, comeback last week. Vlosten, he's got a five-year deal, but he hasn't got a game this weekend. Hawley as well to play a VFL practice match as well. The line is a minus 27.5 for the Tigers at play up.
0: Well, the Tigers generally don't worry too much or get overly concerned with rushing players back in yeah. the first six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. We've We've seen them just take... You know, the extra week or the extra two weeks with some players over the last couple of seasons to to make sure they're absolutely cherry right before they come in. They, they were awesome last week. I mean, Dustin Martin played his – he played – he toyed with the opposition last week. He played his own game, to be honest. Jack Rewalt was probably the biggest beneficiary. Dusty handball a couple over the top mm-hmm. to Jack. And, you know, every, everyone's, everyone's feeling good at the Tykes. Their defensive pattern, and they conceded seven goals in the end of the Hawks, but for a large chunk of the game, the Hawks just couldn't get through. Yeah, you know, I think they, their best quarter was the third. Yeah, you know, the second or the third quarter. I can't remember exactly now. And they only ended up with seven inside fifties. So we showed some vision on AFL three hundred and sixty of Richmond have conceded the most marks in the competition. So the opposition are having a fair time in possession. They, they're getting control of the ball, but they allow you to go wide. So they give you an easy mark or two out wide. And once you end up somewhere near the boundary, they pen you in. And you're gone. You can't then get past Asprey and and Grimes and wait till Vlosten comes back because he'll do do the same thing. So I want to see how Sydney go offensively because they've been all ripped here and bust and look fantastic the first two weeks. These young kids are kicking the lights out, but they haven't seen a Richmond yet. Well, and
1: they haven't seen a, a Richmond. Where's the game? Where's the game mm-hmm. at the G? Yeah. yeah. They was in at Richmond at the MCG. No. And that's, a, that's another thing that has to be played into it as well. With Lions, of course, they got to the play at home last week. And I. Well, wait. Before I give my tip, and it's pretty obvious now what I've sort of just hinted towards, yeah, you but. Stick with it. Go with it. Uh, Richmond at Lion.
0: What, is what happened to our chimes? Did Richmond we, at the line.
1: Did we... At the line for me. There, there, we we go. Go. there we go. I feel like we've under-chimed <laughs> today. Is that, is that the NBA draft is
0: chime? Right? He, <laughs> he, since I clipped him about Jonathan Brown possibly being <laughs> somewhere it, near him. He's got
1: a bit nervous. He's pooed him. Hey, um, what what do you – I see Justin Leppich earlier in the week on SCN saying the rampage so, should no, go no, at yeah. different points. <laughs> oh, no. now, now he's getting he's, – he's, he's trying to be a hero. He's oh, going the other way, oh, and it will come back to haunt wow. him. Uh, what do you do with Dusty? What do you do with him? Yeah, like do you send – Justin Lepage suggested yeah. earlier this week, Rampy. Well, whatever you
0: do, mm-hmm. stick with hundred percent. And that sort of you know, Clarko was toe in the water a bit last week. It was Burgoyne had him, but he didn't have him at centre bounces. And I understand that structure overrides individual matchup. I get that. So Burgoyne has to play his role at centre bounces, but it doesn't work against Dusty.
1: No, it doesn't. What
0: we've seen for the last four years is that mentality or that method fail. I thought Burgoyne did a great job. Forward of when Dusty went forward of center, he clamped him inside the forward fifty. Then they tried the kid on him. they tried. They it tried works. a few things to yeah. just experiment and give some opportunity. But you've got to pick your poison a bit with Dusty, don't the center bounce, and then the next fifteen seconds after the center bounce, are what get
1: you with? And they got a guy, and this is the other thing, right? You mentioned structure. You've got to be able to have a guy who can do it. So. And that, that's the big It's almost impossible to do The difference between The best team in the AFL Last year And the second best team Was Dustin Martin In a grand final So mm. this, this is how dominant This guy is yeah. And the fact is It's all well and good to say Hey we're going to go Send someone to him But if it takes you Out of your structure And the guy can't do it anyway Sometimes you may as well Just throw caution to the wind And see where it lands but We know
0: where they get There's no caution there mate I can tell you what it does But then It's 28 disposals But then who
1: goes to two him Two goals one And 15 score involvement but if, but
0: if who goes to him If no one goes to him That's what
1: happens But 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 if you go to him and you jump out of structure, you guys got to be able to do a good job but you're losing on the back end but as well.
0: This is the argument that I keep coming back mm. to, right? How good is your structure if this guy is still going to have well, 28 true. disposals, but, two goals and, yeah. and 15 scores? So do you
1: reckon they'll tag him or not?
0: I, I think you're mad not to. Yeah. I, and, I, and I know you've got to give something up. And Leper said with Jared Whateley during mm. the week that he would go with uh, Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not going to be a clearance player. He's going to get beaten at some clearances. So what? As soon as, he, as, soon as Dusty goes forward... They've got their best one-on-one defender on him immediately, and he's not leaving him. So sometimes you put a midfielder there, and they get seduced by the footy. They chase, they chase the ball. So I, I like the suggestion of Rampy, but you've got to trust him at centre bounces, and I don't think Horse can do that. Tip. The tip for me, mm-hmm. what, what are you giving the line?
1: Is... 27 and a half minus. Nah, the Tigers,
0: Tigers. Tigers will cover that. Go both On the same
1: side, there you go. We're building up to the Pies and the Lions live from Marvel Stadium, AFL Nation, about half hour away. Jared Whateley, Dwayne Russell, Nick Del Santo. We're going to get to a break. Plenty more on the picks on the other side of this. On SEN, the picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Cam Luke in for Sam Edmund. Kingy's here. We're building oh, wow. up the big game, the Lions and the Pies, not too far away. Eh? AFL Nation around it's, the country. What's the policy on having a two week break after working two weeks? Oh, it's a pretty decent fine, at least ten thousand. Yeah. I, I see that worse than what Chris Scott did. So it's at least eleven thousand dollars suspended fine. <laughs> like like and then the money that he on as well, I think it's comparable. Oh, yeah. So well,
0: no, we talked about that. We talked about that last week. Yeah. He's easily seduced. Yeah. It didn't cost much for Hutchie to get him over here. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bit flat about it. I hate big (laughs) cash (laughs) now.
1: Let's get to the Bombers and the Saints. Line's minus 20 and a half for the Saints who uh, were beaten by the D's last week and the Bombers were just smacked around from the opening bounce against a team that many people expect to be really good in Port Adelaide. But this Essendon team, injuries galore. They're going to be young. They're going to be a young crew that get out there for the Bombers.
0: They're still going to be a dangerous opponent, Mm -hmm. the Bombers. I mean, the, the... this is the constant conversation around Essendon. When do you go from being a dangerous opponent to a consistently hard to beat, hard to play against, ruthless outfit? They haven't been that for a little while, and mm-hmm. that's what they're looking to get uh, Look, probably critical of Ben Rutten week one. I thought he was thought he had a, a better, even though they still got beaten convincingly by a really strong team that's up and flying and got everything going their way at the moment. I, I thought there was a lot to like. Mm-hmm. There was components to like about what, uh, what the Bombers... Uh, we're able to do, and, and not everyone agrees with, you know, different things you see. Um, this is a hard one for me because St Kilda, St Kilda got shut down. Mm. Now, Stephen May and Lever and Gorn getting behind the ball. Those small forward, sorry, the small forwards couldn't get goal side and explode and, and create easy scores. So there's a plan there. That th- there is a plan. There's a method there. So if you know, if Eston can hold a Ridley behind the ball, or or a Francis behind the ball, and say, okay, you might get through us eventually through your through your tall targets, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna you're not gonna come at speed. So I, I don't know whether they will do that in their planning. I I hope they do. Um, and do Essendon have enough scoring power to then go the other end, and an impact? I don't know. I, I'm loving the form of McDonald, Tippin' and Woody. I think he's he's just been a delight to watch. Um. Ham's was was okay forward of centre last week. So there's a couple of shining lights coming through. But to me, they're not they're not winning back as much ball as what they have done the you know last year. And I thought Ridley Ridley's the main man in that. So let's let's see if Ridley can do it.
1: Brad Crouch in for his first game after the two game suspension ends. Of course, crossing over from the Crows. I, I thought the winner of the first round was actually St Kilda. All their players out, headed by a team in the Giants who I, I don't think are going to set the world on fire, but are still dangerous in some aspects. As disappointing they were last week, and to be able to get the job done in the fourth quarter, and they were. Pretty disappointing last week on a deck that traditionally does suit them. Second up, maybe you can use the old analogy, maybe they're a bit flat, but they should, they'll should. they win this game, but will they cover the line? It'll be a shootout,
0: mm-hmm. so you're going to get some opportunity. Look, I'll say yes. I'll say they will. I just feel like St. Kilda are on a different, a different level at the moment. They're in a different weight range.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they'll cover the line and, and, and do it fairly comfortably. That's well, really disappointing. Well, we've gone a little bit different. This, I have a feeling we'll go different here. What have we got? The Eagles and the Port Adelaide Football Club, the power. No line at play up. It's too close, which I think is the idea of many people around the country right now. Talk to me. Who have you been most impressed with?
0: Well, the power. It's hard not to be impressed with the power, and and they're doing it on, on different cylinders this time. That's 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 what we like. I mean, no no one's really talking about Ollie Wines, but he was fantastic uh, last last week. Um, butters is all the talk. Mm-hmm. I think he had 35-plus uh, kicked a goal. He's, he's everywhere. The young man. He's, he's going to be a star. There's no doubt about that. I, their forward line looks different, and, and I heard Ken Hinkley talking about it after the game. He said it doesn't have to be Charlie Dixon all the time now. That that's the shift. You know, you, they've got George Yardies who come in last week and and capitalised, kicked four goals. So Marshall w- was out of the team, and and now is going to find it hard to get back in to play that role. So when you get ten goals out of Dixon, George Yardies and Laddams you're going to be a tough opponent to beat. There's no doubt about that. But the tall backs of the Eagles and the way they play, it does deny a lot of what Port Adelaide are looking for. So I was really impressed with the Eagles last week. Nick he was fantastic. Sheeb was fantastic. Um, and they they just lost in an arm wrestle. It was a cracking game, as we all have talked about. Um, and we were all talking probably in glowing terms about the dogs, but the losers were pretty good. Uh, I'm going with the Eagles. Mm. I know there's have we got a little chime or something. I know there was no. <laughs> I just like the chime. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know that if you lose, you, you know it really seems to affect the psychology mm-hmm. around around that team. But you know, I think Kelly's back in serious form. Um, if they can just get one of the big boys down back in McGovern or, um, or Brass was very good last week in terms of intercept marking, but McGovern to me just looked a step off and maybe it's taking him an extra week mm-hmm. to get back into it. So I want to see if they can hold up down back. If they can
1: look out. I'm with you. I, I like the Eagles. The big thing you mentioned it at the start, I think the fact that they've got more avenues to goal is going to come back to help them in September. If you look at last year's prelim, they just need it. And it wasn't Charlie Dixon. If it was someone just to snag one, and it might have been a different result against the Tigers. And they just couldn't find it. They couldn't find it a crucial moment. So if they've got different avenues to goal multiple, it'll stand up in September, which they're a huge chance to play this particular team at some point in the big game. But I, I just like the Eagles. They were great last week. I think, you know, they were pretty good against Gold Coast. Andrew Gaff's been down the first couple of weeks as yeah, well. Heard,
0: heard him talk about that, actually. Mm. He, he spoke about that during the week. He said... As a wingman with the quicker ball movement now, he's finding it okay. difficult to get to those uncontested mark possessions and you know, those, those link possessions. He's finding it difficult to catch up with the game, which is fascinating because we talked about the Ruckman after week one. He's talking about it being a wingman. So there's, there's so many changes to the game that it's that, catching a few out, which, both, is, which is
1: exciting. We've both gone the same way there. Let's get the Carlton and Fremantle The line is uh, minus 15.5 for Carlton 15 at play half. up. Wow. Injuries of course. Fisher and Martin out for an extended time. They're zipping too. They had their opportunities last week and so much of the talk this week's been about Patrick Cripps.
0: Yeah, he's clearly not right, but what can you get out of a banged up Patrick Cripps? You can get still get leadership, still get statements, you still get the you know, that, that warrior in there, that big body. I know he can't move. Mm. I know he's going at sort of uh sixty percent rat power at the moment, or put a, put your own percentage on it, doesn't matter. So I think it's the challenge is now on David Teague to use him accordingly, whether he needs more rest or he needs to go forward, deep forward, not roll up, stay deep, pose a different threat. You know, I think Harry's been fantastic in, in, in the forward half, but they've been too easy to move the ball against. You know, it's, it, they've become an easy team to play against Carlton, uh, and they've been made pay too regularly, and it looks bad for the back six. It looks bad for the defender coming out of the, the goal square. Um, like last week, it was it was Plowman's turn to have a bad kicked on him. You know, there was times where Doherty looked really ordinary. There were times where Saad looks like he's not concentrating. Mm-hmm. So you're you're made to look really poor behind the footy if you don't have a full 18 man defence, and that's that's their biggest challenge right now. Minus 15 and a half is a big line. Fremantle without five for a different proposition. Monday's coming off a huge game. Brayshaw had a huge game last week. I really like Shields forward of centre. He was just dangerous. Um, but again, I saw Fremantle in Melbourne in round one against, Mel- in, against Melbourne, and they didn't have any answers forward of the ball. Nope. So I don't know if Walters is back this week. I'm hearing there's a chance. I believe so. Yeah, he he's changes the lineup significantly. But I just I just think this is so, so big a game for Carlton if you're ever going to find yeah. It's this week. So I'll take Carlton minus the 15. Well, I, I'm
1: saying the same. I think they will smack them. And I am actually too, just more hope for the uh, the SEN talkback line, to be honest, because they go zip and three. Good luck taking calls over the course of the weekend. And that includes you, Kingy, I believe, Monday morning for breakfast. So yeah. uh, I, I, think they'll, I think they'll cover the line the blues and it'll be a much is, happier feeling.
0: Yeah, that, that'd be a different zero mm. three 3 Say Brisbane. I, I, no doubt. Yeah, they're in reasonable order, Brisbane, the way they're playing Carlton. And not and, and not near their best, and not not functioning at the moment, particularly without the footy.
1: No late changes tonight, so uh, we'll get ready to get into it. About a half hour away, we've got AFL Nation in about twenty minutes' time. The Pies and the Lions, Marvel Stadium, Waitley, Russell, Del Santo. Also, is amazing. there you go. It is. Thank you, Pipe. <laughs> Plenty more next on SEN. The picks with David King and Sam Edmund. We're building up. Not far away, AFL Nation. The Lions and the Pies. Jackson Pryor, the medical sub for the Lions. And Bo McCready on debut, the medical sub for the Pies. Don't go anywhere. Waitley, Russell and Del Santo in around 10 minutes' time. All right. The Giants, been disappointing. Zip and two had their chances against the Saints. And to be fair, Fremantle smacked them around last week. And the D's are two and zip. Minus go nine D's. and a half. <laughs> minus nine and a half for the Deezer player.
0: <laughs> well, they smacked them around... Where the Giants are supposed to be strong, yeah, and that's in the midfield, mm. and that's a clearance and contested possession. Let's be honest; it was a thirty-one point margin, but it could have been it could have been sixty. That they were brilliant, Frio, um, and as good as they were, were as poor as what the Giants were. So uh, Fremantle uh, kicked two goals, seven from stoppages. So it, it, just inaccuracy stopped this being an absolute mm-hmm. blowout, and they were dominant. So if they don't bring that. If they don't bring a contested and clearance game,
1: Melbourne will blow them away. Which is frustrating because, as you said, that's where their their I guess their depth and their talent does lie.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's their star factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're starting four in the middle, um, or they're starting three at the ground level, and then that first or second rotation are very good. They're mm-hmm. high quality. That's their salary cap. Yeah. So simple as that. If that's where you're investing your money, you've got to get a return out of it. And they want to play contested footy. They want the game to live in contest. They they play the skinny side of the ground. They don't really switch uh full full umbrella style across halfback flanks. They go forward. So if the game's gonna live in contest, you've got to be bloody good at it as a team. And if you're not, that's what you get. So this is this is a pretty easy one for me. I, I think this is better the round. Melbourne minus nine and a half.
1: I only go the Giants. I just think they're too oh, talented in the middle of the I ground just... to be zip and three and get smacked around by a Melbourne team who are really impressive. In the well, more so last week, beating the Saints, I think Fremantle had their issues, in particular inside fifty, in round one. But uh, I'm going to take the Giants. What I will ask you though, Josh Kelly, a lot of talk this week. Of course, that player option, a new thing in Australian sport and the AFL. He won't give up eight million for over eight years, will he?
0: What? Well, why would you? I mean, he's not going. To, he's not going to get anywhere not, near that anywhere else. I agree. It's, I think there's
1: no way in the world he doesn't take that player option. It's a disaster yeah. for the for the mm-hmm. uh, Giants going forward, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, let, and look, we. we, we only one all Australia on his resume. I like I think he's a really good footballer. A really good footballer. And he's been part of a team that's been really good, been in a grand final and prelims, but whew,
0: how good is he? Is I'd the be question? stunned.
1: I'd be stunned if he if he said no and, and started chatting to a North Melbourne or an Essen and a Hawthorne how or does, whoever it so might How does be.
0: that work? How does that contract work? He puts
1: puts he... put his hand up and says, I want to uh, I'm taking oh. up the player option and uh, it's reported to be eight million or one oh. per for eight. That'll be the quickest conversation in history. I agree. I don't even. Kelly. I can't even believe <laughs> well, yep, yep, that he thanks. hasn't put the hand up yet. <laughs> yep. But he, this is where we kind of sit. Uh, all right. There you go. We are going opposite there at play up. All right. Easter Monday. Always a wonderful contest. Cracker. Geelong and Hawthorne, minus minus twenty three and a half for the Cats at play up.
0: And sometimes with the, when these two go head to head, you've got to take form out of it. Mm-hmm. You've actually just got to look at how proud these two combatants are. And look, the Hawks. The Hawks did a lot right last week to be beaten by twenty nine points by Richmond. You know, can can Geelong do the same? They're still minus a couple of stars. I'm, I'm not 100 percent convinced of who comes back this week. I don't think Duncan's back. I don't think Menegola's back. Certainly not Cameron. Um, so where does that leave them in the midfield? Can can the Hawks do what they would what they sort of did for large chunks of last week against the Tigers? Win some clearance and con, contested possession? Don't, I don't have the answer. I mean, in the end, Richmond overwhelmed them with their their defensive work. Ge- Geelong are a different. Prospect, they really are. I still, I still look at Geelong, and I know they won. And we're looking for small um, pieces of information. The, the the retiring of of Harry Taylor to me still still sticks in my mind. that They're mm. missing him enormously, and I know they get out of jail last week. And Blitz Arms is able to go back and cover and do all that sort of thing. I, I'm sort of I'm I'm sort of thinking Hawthorne can do this. I think that they can get within four goals. Mm. Not not based on Anything but the fact that these games have always been close.
1: Special! We're going the same way here because, Ooh. and I'm, I'm basing it on the fact, what they lose by last week to Richmond? 29 points? Yeah. Okay. I I do think right now Richmond would beat Geelong by more than a goal at the MCG. So by that theory, I think they'll cover it as well, the Hawks. I like it. I like there. I like it. I think Geelong will win the game. I think Geelong are only going to get better. And they were missing some, and they are still missing some very key players. But I think if the Hawks can play not this similar to how they did last week against Richmond, who I think it's the hardest proposition at the MCG, I think they can do it. All right. See you Monday morning. Thank you. I'll see you are. I think I'm on nine. As you and Kane Corns now oh. for breakfast? Oh. I'll you say can duke it out. On the way yeah, out. Yeah, say good day to me on the way out. And uh, as we said, hey, if Carlton goes zipping through, you get where's ready Branny? to uh, take Branny? their goals. that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Played by uh, Andrew Smith. Uh, Collingwood, Brisbane live from Marble Stadium. It's up next AFL Nation. Jared Whaley, Dwayne Russell, Nick Del Santo. Enjoy your weekend of footy. I was on fire. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au.
0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.